0: Internet, you're tuned in to episode 122 of the podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello, Stephen. What a week! Oh fucking my god, mental. it we are at the end of April and it feels like the video game industry has fucking come alive because you know. First couple months of the year, they're always a little slow. You get your, you get your few big releases, you get a couple of announcements, couple of delays, it happens, right? But now, it's a few short weeks away from the E3 season, mm-hmm. we've got some of the bigger releases of the year around the corner, namely, one Mass Effect collection that you know your boy's excited for. We know that the big stuff is coming, but this week, dear Lord, do we have a news Bonanza. On our hands here. No main topic. Barely even know what we're playing really. We got this news and we had to cut news because there's so many things that happened this week. So it is truly the cream of the crop on this week's podcast. So before we get into that, uh, because there's a lot to get into. Let me just quickly tell you we are, of course, the podcast loop weekly gaming podcast where steve and i get together and talk about everything going on in the world of video games what we're playing we read questions from folks like you at home it's a great time we have fun with it if you want to go and support the show go give us a like a subscribe uh wherever you get your podcasts we're there go and give us the like where you can give us the share let people know that we're out here doing a show that you enjoy and that you think they'd enjoy it too And if you want to get some more content from us, of course, head over to twitch.tv slash LootPots, where Steve and I are there every Thursday night uh, going and streaming something fresh in the world of games. Um, And then, of course, you can also head over to patreon.com slash LootPots, where for just a buck, you can get access to our Patreon-exclusive show, After Dark, where this week, Steve and I talked about what we would do if we won the lottery uh and some other stuff but that was like the most interesting topic you're gonna want to go for that one we have we have some great plans all right of what what we're gonna do when we become millionaires uh so you know and here's the thing right go give us a buck on patreon we're one dollar closer so you go check that out (laughs) and uh, make our dreams come true so uh before we get into this just absolute mountain of news uh let's just quickly talk about what we're playing this week um because i know neither of us have played anything new but we no. do have some announcements in this this category. So Steve, why don't you uh, why don't you start?
1: Yeah, so I was playing a little bit of Hitman 2 and I was curious. I was like, how much is Hitman 3 going for? CD Keys had it for twenty-five quid, so I was like, Sod it. Beautiful Go buy it. It's currently downloading though. Sixty-two gigabytes downloading. It's a very, very big game. And then I'm gonna have to re-download all the Hitman one and two levels for Hitman Three. So Eventually I'm gonna have a complete collection of the of the Hitman trilogy and I'll be working my way through it again. I can't wait to put the new levels. I really, really can. Dartmoor looks amazing. Really looking forward to that. That Which feels like a game. Based... Sorry, sorry, go ahead. I was like p- Dartmoor's apparently based on some film. I can't remember. Like knives or something. Knives Out. Knives something. Out? Yeah. Mm. It's based on like the same, similar house and okay. like have got to do similar stuff. That's cool. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um That might be a fun game to stream. We could stream some Hitman, yeah.
0: I'd I'd watch you play. Just like see see what choices you make or whatever. That'd be fun. (laughs) Yeah, just put the clown outfit on and just goof around. Everybody in the chat will be yelling at you to kill people in specific ways. It'll be a good time. (laughs) Uh, and for me, like I said, it's the same old, same old. But um, I do have a a little stream promo to do um, this week, probably on Thursday. Uh, we're going to be streaming a little Emily is Away 3. Uh, I was able to get a code um, courtesy of uh, the game's creator. Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, I am really looking forward to it. And I, I was a big fan of the first two. And uh, the... Reviews on Steam are overwhelmingly positive, so it seems like this one is uh, a good way to close out the trilogy. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm,
1: I'm really excited to give it a shot. I think it's a game that um, Steve will definitely respond to. Should I play the first two? So I lit them up, and I also I was listening to uh, Triple Click, um, which is Maximum Funds gaming podcast with Jason Shryker, Kirk Hamilton, and Manny Myers. And Manny's been playing all of these games this week, so I found out what they were through her. Um, And basically they're like text adventures through AOL Instant Messenger, if I'm understanding correctly. Yep. Um, This one's one's in like like Facebook, but... Oh, so it's also like a little bit of a dating sim as well. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more. Do they follow on from each other though? Because I do really want to know the story and I'll go back and I'll play or watch someone play one and two if that is the case.
0: I think they are worth playing Um, for like the full experience. Um we could do them all if you want. Like they're not that long. Like we could start with one and go through the whole thing. Yeah,
1: they're like two hours each or something, right? Ish. Three, three hours. A little bit shorter yeah. even probably. I mean that might be worth doing then. So maybe we stream the first one this Thursday and we see how it goes. Get the trilogy out. Mm. That'd be cool. We'll, we'll 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 talk about it. Let you know if you guys
0: have any ideas, let us know. But um again, thank you to uh Kyle Seeley is the the creator of the game. Really appreciate uh, you sending me the code, and I'm looking forward to uh, talking about it. So uh, let's jump into the news. Um, <clears throat> oh no! Sorry, I had a, I had a perfect little segue built in. Oh no, Steve! You did.
1: Look you what know, we've I, done! I, 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 I like assembled the, these these notes was, in like a specific it was, order. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful, and I just
0: just dropped it.
1: Just shot straight past. Unbelievable.
0: Well, anyway, uh, what I was going to say was that I am very excited to be looking forward to po- new Pokemon Snap coming out on the thirtieth, which I'm pretty sure we mistakenly
1: said last week. Oh, it's out we'll Last week, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's we were almost. Like, oh, we'll, maybe we'll stream some Pokemon. Uh, well, no, we can because it doesn't exist yet. Like, <laughs> Stop damn, fucking I'm out. out. <laughs> goddamn, <laughs>
0: goddamn clowns that we are. Um, but anyway, so I am very much looking forward to getting my hands on Pokemon Snap on the thirtieth. Um, and in the spirit of that, Fujifilm and Nintendo have announced a, uh, a Switch slash Pikachu themed Instamax, uh, mini printer. So these are, this like an, is a brand that already existed, um, from Mm -hmm. Fujifilm where it's like, you know, you can basically just take like photos with your phone, I think it is, right? And there's an app, and you, you can... can... Yeah,
1: you can. Yeah, so I have one of these printers. We have a um, a string in the living room where I have a bunch of these put up. Anyone that comes over, we take a picture, we write their name, we put it on the wall. Um, and they're little Polaroids, basically, is what comes out. And it is yeah. exactly like a Polaroid. It develops in the same way as a Polaroid. And now we
0: have... Um, you know there's a switch themed one that has like blue and red and then there's like a pikachu one and uh the app is the app is free and you can basically just you know any game any pictures that you take on your switch um you can throw to the app and then kind of like crop and make your adjustments or whatever and
1: um and then print out your polaroids Yeah, and there's like specific games and themes that it works with. So there's like different frames and things you can get. So there's a Super Mario uh, version, there's uh, Animal Crossing, and of course, Pokemon Snap. And the press release wasn't clear how it works, but it says using the app, you can scan a QR code in the game. I don't know if it actually means in the game or if it's in the Nintendo Switch's transfer to mobile thing. Probably that, yeah. Yeah, which is what I figured. But I'm really looking forward to seeing how it works. And I'll, I'll be giving it a try uh, on April thirtieth when the apps available to download. I'll probably print out some Animal Crossing or some Mario stuff. Uh, I would you you gonna get one of these? I really
0: want to get one. Yeah, I really want to get one. Um, and I know that it's a stupid idea,
1: but I want one anyway. <laughs> um sell it to sarah as like look how cool this would be we can like print out pictures and and make like a little memory book or something
0: that's kind of the way i'm justifying it to myself is that i wouldn't buy it just to use it for pokemon snap for like five minutes and then move on like there are other things like i like polaroids like i would love to be able to do those and have like a picture wall or whatever you know like do something like um like what you guys were just what you described having um so yeah i want it I really do. Uh it's it's super cute. Are you get the
1: Pikachu one with the goofy silicon case. I sure I sure want it. Yeah. I have thought you would.
0: It's cute. It's cute. I like it. And I love Pokemon Snap. So I'm 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 interested in doing this. I, I would really love to like make a video about it. Like I feel like that would be like a fun thing to make a a little, you know, YouTube presentation on. Maybe we make like yeah, a scrapbook sure. of like all the pictures we took in Pokemon Snap kind of thing.
1: I don't mm. know. I, you mentioned someone was was making, like, a, a booth on your Twitter feed yes, with one of I, these. I don't remember who it is. It's like, they keep,
0: it keeps coming up, like, every couple days where, like, they're showing the updates, and I wish I remembered who it was. I, I apologize. Um, but if I can figure it out, uh, I'll make a note of it, and we'll talk about it for, for next year. For when the or next up, year, thing, yeah. next episode, the next time it comes yeah. up, yeah. I imagine that next week um when the game comes out you know they'll probably be talking about it a lot so it'll probably come oh definitely in my feed again i'm glad they
1: came up with a solution for this though like i I was i was hoping they would come up with something i initially thought it was going to be how firewatch did it which was you get your screenshots you click like you send them off to an online service and then you get them come through in the post yeah but I'm glad that there's like a an at home solution mm-hmm. that you can use, and the fact that you can also use it with existing insta uh instax uh mini printers is great. It means you haven't got a fork out for this special Pikachu edition if you want it to work with with Pokemon Snap. you can use the printer you've got already,
0: yeah, I do like that i gotta say part of me is like sad about it just because. I don't know. Like, I really want. (laughs) I part of me really wants to go to a blockbuster.
1: You know, like I was just saying. Yeah, you really want to go to the last blockbuster on the uh, on the planet. Yeah. uh, Go print out your your Pokemon pictures. Go to Bend, Oregon, and print out my Pokemon Snap
0: pictures. Yeah, I don't know. I miss. We we never
1: had that in the UK. I don't believe. I I think it was like a North America thing only. Sad. I just. I kind of
0: miss. I think it's. Between like me watching that documentary about Blockbuster and um and like being stuck at home for a year, I like really miss the idea of like physical locations for things. I want to mm. go places now more than ever. It's like, yeah, no, I want to drive to a store to pick out a movie instead of just going on <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. That sounds great. So quaint, you know? <laughs> It is funny, though, uh, near my my house, there is a blockbuster sign that's still like one of the real like the big ones. And it's on this insanely tall pole that you can see from fucking far away. And I think they never took it down when the blockbuster closed because it was so high up and it's just there now forever oh my and God. like is that someone's
1: you... property like i would really want that i would i would want I to want the that sign have i know yeah. i want to take it so bad but it's too high like i literally couldn't
0: get up there You'd it's probably like, like 50 feet there. in the air like i need like a helicopter or something to pull it off you know <laughs> like it's a huge
1: pull how did and... they get up it must have been with a
0: crane I, it must have been. It it must have been. And I, I remember um, when we first moved here, Mike and I were were like in that part of uh, town to like get lunch, and I was just like, "Oh my God, look! It's like a relic from a from a lost society." You know, <laughs> it's like, what could these words
1: mean? <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I never understood what that logo was because I'd never seen like a, a cinema ticket that looked like that. Right. You know what I thought it was? I thought it was the bottom of a VHS like sleeve that had been torn off. That's funny. That's so funny. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. Anyway, uh, the uh, next story we've got on our list is uh, another little piece of Nintendo merch has been revealed. And it is the official Lego Luigi. Uh, Mm -hmm. We also got a look at uh, there's a pink Yoshi. And uh, a look at uh, Boom Boom as well. So like a couple new things. Um pre orders are live now, if you want to go check it out. Um but this is is interesting because, you know, of course, um this was one where like the the rumor for this had been out because there was like the like a weird firmware update that got pushed to the Mario it was toys. So strange, yeah. so and creepy. I think they pushed
1: it too early, yeah. And it was just like asking he was like crying out for Luigi, he was like, Luigi? Luigi, Luigi. <laughs> and now he's, he's here. Um, How he, amazing is that marketing, though, to like make him say Luigi so your kids hear it and you go, "Well, where's Luigi, Mum? Can you get me Luigi? Can we go? Yeah, genius. Ge- probably fucked up, frankly, but genius. <laughs> Very fucked up, but it makes you makes you buy the the
0: Luigi. Can I can I tell you a a real truth fact here? Um. I I remember when these came out, we talked about how like oh I really love these, like it would be fun, like you know I would love to like build it, but it's just like it's a lot of money and it's hard to justify for something that I'll probably use like once, but like I, I want the Luigi, I like Luigi
1: more. <laughs> <laughs> really, I wonder if he's a little bit taller. I'd love to know if they made him a little bit taller than I Mario because they never showed him side by side with the Mario. I hope he's a little taller. He should be. Yeah, and then I want to I want a little fatter what warrior one next <laughs> and then a really lanky waluigi <laughs> yes now he won't get one because you know they don't put him in a, anything so he's not getting a logo crazy. but like i wish i could just buy luigi you can oh you can just luigi yeah you don't have to get the starter course you can just buy luigi if you want to okay because i that's what i want i just want just the luigi figure i think I mean, it's not its not even that expensive As the starter course is 50 quid uh, And I'm saying it's not expensive That is still a lot of money for some plastic But it's not like Ridiculous Lego price Like they usually do No, Yeah it's not too bad These are really cool though
0: Yeah I really wish they would do some Animal Crossing ones Part of me wants to And this is like the most insane thing I think I've ever said Part of me wants to buy all of them so that when I have kids, I have them, you know, and I can be that like, it's huh. the
1: most insane thing you've ever said.
0: Come on, kids. <laughs> <laughs> See, Steve, this is why this is why we're a good duo. Like, I, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna be honest with me when I say something insane like that. But like, I'm not gonna lie to you. It's how, it's how I feel right now. You know?
1: But what if you have kids and they're not into Mario. He's gonna disown them. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa, frankly, whoa, 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 You don't like Mario? You think Sonic's better? Frankly, yeah. Are you kidding me? I don't want
0: some loser kid that doesn't like Mario. I and already then, had to accept.
1: They're just—they're just, they're just gonna come back to you and be like, "Yeah, but blast processing, Dad." Oh my God! Blast processing. Blast processing. Get the fuck so out of here! So much faster him. than. I'd be like, "Get Mario. out
0: of my house! Get out! You're disowned! <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> oh my gosh!" Uh, but yeah, uh, definitely a cool partnership, and uh, it's it's cool to see Luigi get the uh, get the get the come up. I'm wondering how many more of these sets
1: they have planned. Because I bet you it's more. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and I would have got these if Macaulay was at all into them, but um, Macaulay's a bit of a snob when it comes to Lego, and this apparently isn't <laughs> real Lego, <laughs> so it it, it got to know from them. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving
0: right along. Uh we got a pretty big uh announcement this this week that um definitely was seemed to get people excited, which was the uh announcement trailer for The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles um which is coming on July 27th. Um so yeah, finally coming to the West. So yeah, so I uh, help me out with this. Because I I saw the hype. I know that this is coming to the West for the
1: first time. It's like a prequel, right? Like it's set in the past. Sort of. It's a spinoff set in the 1800s. And okay. it's essentially a Sherlock Holmes game. But like Except with the in Ace the West, Attorney. Yeah, with the Ace Attorney style, you go to court and stuff. Um, and there's, the Phoenix Wright's not in it. It's his ancestor. Okay. Um, who in the in the West is called Sherlock Holmes, not Sherlock Holmes? <laughs> in Japan, it's Sherlock Holmes though. In Japan, it's Sherlock Holmes, but someone in the West owns copyright on ten stories in the US and in the UK. Interesting. Um, so in the UK, like um, copyright is seventy years after someone dies. In the US, I think it's less. But he did ten stories that someone still owns the copyright to. Everywhere else in the world, Sherlock Holmes is in public domain, um, so they could call him Sherlock Holmes in those countries, but it's Herlock Sholmes in in the (sighs) West. Thanks, America. And the fact that they just decided to make it so obvious and just call him Herlock. They don't care. It's like, what? Like, whatever.
0: (laughs) That's hilarious. So so the thing is that his ancestor meets Herlock Sholmes is the thing.
1: Correct. Yeah. Okay, so
0: it doesn't star Herlock Holmes. Got it. Okay.
1: No, Herlock Holmes is a character. You, ha- in you it. don't play. You don't play Herlock Holmes. No, right. you are like doing a mission with with them. Got it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So a lot of
0: people were really hyped about this one. I guess it's just because this is like a lost entry in the franchise, kind of right? Because it's never come to the West.
1: Yeah. All right. Cool. And plus it's been years since we've had a new Ace Attorney game.
0: I've never played one of these games before, and I feel like I would like them.
1: You would like them. Yeah, If so you like uh, visual novels, you will like them. I like them fine, yeah, if they're good. Yeah, I imported the Phoenix Wright um, collection that's on Switch for, from Japan. It has does, really, really cool art. It has there. the English translations, right? It does, yeah. yeah. But
0: yeah, you I can buy that. it
1: digitally on the eShop if you're not bothered about physical
0: so if I was going to like try them, would you say I should start with the collection that you bought? Or
1: is like this
0: a good jumping on place?
1: I would start with the collection, see how you like it. Um, you'll get a feel for the the game and get a feel for how, how everything works. And then progress on to the, uh, the spin offs if you want to. Okay. But I think with the three games in the Phoenix Wright trilogy, you'll probably be alright. You'll probably be settled. Well, I've got another trilogy uh, on the horizon, so I'm not,
0: not exactly looking to jump into another...
1: Uh... You know, I, I kind of feel like they're, they're great secondary games. It's the yeah. kind of ones where you can log on for an hour, maybe two, and you're just essentially, it's like reading a book, but it's like, uh, I guess, uh, one of those choose-your-own-adventure books that has a single outcome. Um, right. And you just go around because you can go to a location, find all of the stuff at the location, do some questioning and then just check out for the day. All right. I'll
0: keep it in mind. I'm interested. I'm definitely interested in like trying to close the gap, seeing if it's for me. Uh, so let's jump over to the Xbox side of things. Um, lots of news here. Again, we talked about this a couple weeks back, um, but discord has ended their talks with uh, Microsoft to be acquired, and the reasoning is um, essentially that Discord has decided that they're they're doing well enough, and they'd rather stay independent at this time. Um, they did say that uh, that their um, the, the way that the the talks ended that they could be um, rekindled at some point. Basically, is that like it didn't end on bad terms? They just kind of made the decision that it wasn't time and xbox is still interested uh, allegedly so yeah i, I think they're gonna go public instead i'm not surprised by that honestly like i think them you know like shopping around to to see if there was interest in in being sold for like a ton of money like is a really 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 good um strategic move before going public to show that there's interest from Microsoft in acquiring the company for billions of dollars, you'll have people that don't really know what Discord is or understand it, be like, "That's worth money, like,
1: cool," you know. Oh, it's <laughs> gonna be worth a lot. Have you ever have you ever looked up how much how much Roblox is worth? No, on the stock market. Roblox. How specifically? much specifically? How much do you reckon? Yeah, how much do you the is in Roblox as well? Oh my god, I have no idea. Probably billions
0: because I know it's really popular with children and they make a ton of money on like the in game purchases or whatever. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. Like, is it like insanely high or is it like a. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's
1: fucking mental. Is it like 8 billion? 39.
0: What? Are you fucking kidding me? 39 billion dollars? Yeah. oh my god is it a lot bigger than i think it is
1: i think it is yeah I already like the biggest game that's insane i need to look at this now <laughs> this is when you know you're fucking old man yeah it, it's it's market cap is 39 and half billion dollars oh my fucking god which was what jason's point in the article a couple of weeks ago was was that if if sony had marketed dreams better they could have had something on the level of yeah. I, they absolutely could have. It's such a
0: bummer that they didn't. I can't even find like pictures of what this game looks like when you're playing it.
1: Oh, it's uh, so it's very strange. Um, so I've seen Macaulay play it because they grew up with it. And you how can, old you build is it? Games in it. Uh, it? Came out in two thousand six. What the fuck? That's insane to me. But so people build games in it. Like, you know, There's like um, robbery games, heist games. People do races. There's all sorts of challenges you can make in it. It is essentially a game building tool. And people build games in it and sell them.
0: It says it has over, as of August 2020, has over 164 million monthly active users with it being played by over half of all children aged under 16 in the United States.
1: Yeah, that's a good reason it's worth the amount of money it's worth. Good God, man. <laughs> good God.
0: There was a fake Pokemon game released in it. What the hell? We've really gone off a tangent about references. We really have. I'm sorry. I just... I didn't realize that I mean I knew it was big like if you had asked me like what are like the three biggest games in the world I probably would have thought it was one of them but I didn't realize it made this much
1: money it's insane it's it's crazy they're worth more than some epic games (laughs) highest grossing game of 2020 with a revenue
0: of 2.29 billion dollars wow 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 okay uh, anyway, so Discord isn't going to sell uh, because uh, it is doing fine. And uh, they they commented that it doubled its monthly user base last year to about $140 million, Um, during, obviously, over the, the course of the pandemic. And uh, it generated $130 million in revenue in 2020, up from $45 million uh, the year before.
1: So their pivot into communities has been the best player they could have come up with in the last year. The fact that it's become a de facto place in some places over Reddit to go and chat about specific topics is fantastic. Um, And and hopefully they just continue to thrive. I think they will.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, I'm a big fan of discord and what they do. And, you know, I, I, in general, um, am wary about acquisitions. So I'm glad to see them staying independent. So uh, jumping over to a bunch of different news that kind of came out um, in or around the uh, GameStack Live developer event, there is just a ton of of small announcements, kind of uh, some small, some large, um, about things kind of changing behind the scenes at Xbox or on the tech side of things. Uh, so we have an up an update coming to Xbox soon that is gonna show all of the games that you have in quicker zoom and like allow you to clear them um and like it'll also uh within that thing it's gonna have like showing whether the game
1: you're currently playing
0: supports it which is cool
1: mm-hmm. um it's about time I mean this really should have been in at launch in, in my yeah. view. view and this is like the headline feature that Microsoft had over PlayStation. And the fact that you couldn't see and couldn't detect when they are so crazy about their badges. You know, you get a badge for Game Pass. You get a badge for Auto HDR, for FPS boost. There was nothing to show Quick Resume. It really is a fix to that, and I'm glad to see it's coming.
0: Yeah, this is, like, one of my number one, like, requested features on the Xbox side of things, like, since I got the thing. Um, I love Quick Resume. It's extremely useful. Um, I've been really frustrated that the PlayStation doesn't have it lately because I've been bouncing back and forth between Ghost of Tsushima and Disco Elysium and, like, having to open my PlayStation and be like, which game was I playing? Okay, was I in the middle of something? All right, let me go and save and all this fucking bullshit. And, like, you know, and it's and ultimately, first world ass problem, right? I'm complaining about that. (laughs) Massively first world. (laughs) Massively. But when you have both consoles and you can compare the features day, day to day in, in your usage, like you feel it and quicker zoom is amazing. It's an awesome feature and I love it. It's super convenient. And if you're like a, uh, you know, a hardcore gamer who plays a lot of games and likes to taste a lot of different things and jump around, you know, like, like a lot of us do. Um, yeah, it's super, it's a great quality of
1: life feature. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Um, And as I said before, I think this is such an amazing feature for households with multiple gamers. Oh yeah. That you can share a console and you might be in the middle of a game and someone wants to play something else. It doesn't interrupt where you were. Yeah, I'm gonna come back to your console and be like, oh for fuck's sake. And then it remembers like
0: who was playing and stuff is like, yeah, it's all it's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. Um and like especially like I know you can do a thing with the Xbox 2 where like you uh have each controller tied to an account so like if i have the blue controller and you have the red controller like whenever i pick up the blue one it knows that it's me and it'll jump back to whatever game i had open like that is incredible man that stuff is awesome mm-hmm. and like yeah it's, it's probably not the deciding factor whether you're gonna go with one console or the other but like i love those features and i love that they continue to develop those features to make them even better and it is the thing that makes me like when there is a third party game to be picked up and i have the choice I look at Xbox, and I'm like, well,
1: maybe I'd rather have it here, you know? Um, so well, that, and you know the next Xbox you buy, it's going to be work. pulled over with the, with the smart delivery stuff. It sure will. So I
0: like that. Um, love love to see this. This is a great, great move. And I think we talked about this when the consoles first dropped, right, about how you can't really judge a console based on its first year or so. It really is a few years in where they find their feet, and you kind of get you know, the standardized systems that you come to expect for the rest of the life cycle. Um, so I imagine we'll see more developments like this as they continue to iterate and kind of recognize, like, what are the features people are most using and how can we improve mm-hmm. them and and whatever. Um, and it, it, it makes you excited to think about what the OS of, of specifically the Series X, but of both of these consoles, will look like in three or four years' time, you know, as we're kind of getting more towards the you know the middle or the end of the life cycle uh so then we also got the news that uh xbox cloud gaming is finally coming to ios devices uh through the web which um is good it's a compromise it's a bit of a disappointing
1: compromise it's not microsoft's fault though no it's It's not they have no control over it but yeah
0: you know apple's gonna apple um, they're not. They don't. It sucks.
1: It, it it does suck. But I'm glad that it's here. And and it's also fantastic that say you have a Mac or a Linux computer and you want to play these games, you can just play them in a browser. now. You can yep. play them in Google Chrome. iPad. You know whatever. Yeah. iPad is it, it plays anywhere there's a web browser. So say you've got like one of those, you've got a TV with a built-in web browser. Theoretically, you should be able to play these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or
0: like uh, like on a Chromebook, even maybe something like Mm -hmm. that you know like one of those like it's awesome yeah uh it's the thing where like i think it's disappointing for ios users that uh y'all have to make that compromise because of apple but really good on on microsoft for like when when that happened they were like well we're gonna figure it out like it's gonna come one way or the other like you can bet your fucking bottom dollar on that and then they're like they did it and it it only took like six months you know it wasn't it
1: wasn't that long of a wait you know um, what, uh, and um, did you see how they managed to get it done so quick? No, 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 no. What's what's the... So they partnered up with a company called Rainway. Do you remember Rainway? They were going no. to be bringing their cloud gaming platform to Switch no. way back in the day. No, I don't remember them. So this was... They were going to do their own streaming service, Okay. Um, Rainway Gaming. Uh, they've kind of pivoted to just be the technology behind... Uh, this low latency streaming now. So if you go to Rainway.com, you can see what it is, um, and they have been working with Microsoft and uh, power Microsoft's Xbox yeah, Cloud Gaming. Wow! The,
0: the if you go to their website, they have like a CTA at the very top, and it says how we help Xbox Cloud Gaming reach billions of new devices. That's dope. Um. Wow! So you can actually still get their their gaming um you can but it's like
1: nestled right at the bottom of the screen and yeah, a very yeah. small little are you looking for Rainway gaming yeah why would you be looking for that when you can just get xbox cloud gaming <laughs> very cool though
0: um this is good tech i like that a lot and like you said it i think as much as uh it's annoying that that you guys can't just use the app like the the ramifications for it beyond just accessing ios devices is like it's cool that they did this work because now you can just fucking run it on anything you know like Mm -hmm. how long until you get one of those videos where someone's like oh i hacked my samsung fridge and now i can play xbox (laughs) you know game pass on it or whatever (laughs) like i think there's already videos like that so uh that's that's pretty sick and like I, i was thinking about how um you know we've we've been talking about like a lot of those like aftermarket like um like gaming devices that a lot of people like the mm. Android based ones that like get a
1: browser on there like like can you hack a browser on like a Vita? There is a browser on the Vita. I wonder right? if that would work. Uh, uh, you we'd have to wait and see. It theoretically it should work. The PlayStation, right? like, the PlayStation streaming supported on there anyway. Um, so if it could, then that, that would be, be awesome. crazy. I, I, I'm also kind of thinking when the new Switch comes out if this doesn't come to Switch which I think it probably will at this point because um, once again there was a Switch at the GameStack live event just sat on a shelf behind them as a prop and it's like why is that there um, Ooh, I, I do think this Xbox say? cloud gaming is coming who's to say <laughs> it could be that is interesting
0: because it's a Switch and like Otherwise, hardly it's, anything else. Well, it's interesting because it's specifically a Switch, an Xbox Series S, an Xbox Series X, a controller, and a Game Stack hat.
1: And that's it. And it's like these are the platforms: Xbox Clouds on. Mm. I'm really hopeful. Very, very fucking hopeful because you know that's a huge thing for me. I think that was my risky pick. So my predictions. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, that's fine. I, I'm happy
0: for you to, <laughs> for you to win that one. That's insane if that's real. Um, we'll see. We'll see. One to keep an eye out for. Uh, we also got an update about how Xbox has dropped the gold requirement for free to play games and party chat. Finally, this feels like way way overdue.
1: Um, massively overdue. But this came with the rebrand from a couple of weeks ago. Do you remember it was that they're changing Xbox Live is now called Xbox Network? Yeah, yeah. And you don't need to have gold now to, to play this whole plethora of games that they've got. It's just wild
0: that Sony was ahead of Microsoft under like a pro consumer thing. Like, that's the thing that's weird yeah, about that's it. That's very unusual, right? It really is. <laughs> like, that's the thing that's so odd about it to me is like, I remember uh, when when the story you just were referencing was like making the rounds a couple you know months ago or whatever, um, being like, you still have to pay for free to play games on Xbox? Yeah, I was mad. It's like, what? Like, Sony gave up on that. How the fuck does how like Xbox gives you everything for
1: free? Like, what are they doing? It made no sense to me. But it's probably just because of how many people pay for gold. Yeah, people pay for gold, and you get it with Game Pass Ultimate, which I think a bunch of people have converted over to. But, good news, anyone playing, any of the millions of people playing Roblox can now play it for free on Xbox. (laughs) It's going to take a real financial hit, I think, because of that, unfortunately. Massive. Uh It's going to be really (laughs) rough for them.
0: I hope they survive. Uh, so then this this next one uh you and I talked about this already and I imagine I'm gonna have to lean on your uh, technical expertise a little bit here uh okay. but you know the 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 headline is that uh Xbox is working to bring amd's Fidelity FX Tech uh which is basically laying the groundwork for their super resolution which is like, going to bring a mm. massive boost to the quality of um of of your experience and and what you
1: can uh, compared it to um uh, it's dlss it's, it's yeah D- yeah dlss oh, oh, Thank it's you. amd's answer to Nvidia's dlss which is currently in the works so this is a story that comes from jeff grubb that was announced at GameStack. um fidelity fx is coming over which is um Essentially, a contrast sharpening system, but also has a bunch of smoothing algorithms in. Um, and from Jeff's article, AMD said effects like denoising for ray trace shadows are coming to Xbox with Fidelity FX right now. Denoising is important because ray trace lighting can make shadows look grainy or noisy without the smoothing algorithm. And you'll have probably noticed this. I definitely did in um, Watch Dogs Legion. All of the the ray trace stuff looks like it's sparkly. It's got that sparkly look to it. This will solve that problem. So it'll run through AMD's Fidelity FX engine, all done on the GPU, and it should solve that problem. You won't have any of that grainy look or that sparkly look. This then lays the groundwork for AMD Super Resolution, the DLSS competitor, uh, which isn't ready yet. Um, but apparently, AMD told the media it will talk about super resolution soon. The company is not waiting before making preparations for that technology. And by getting Fidelity FX into a place on Microsoft console, AMD will be able to add super resolution to the console relatively quickly when the time comes. Um, and for me, this is this is really exciting news. We yeah. saw that we heard the rumor that um, DLSS might be coming to consoles with the Switch Pro later this year. If that actually happens. And to have super resolution come over, it means that we could potentially have those 4K looking fantastic visuals with ray tracing and hitting that 60 frames a second solidly all the time. So fingers crossed, this this does come. Uh, but it's good news for developers as well. They can use the Fidelity FX API on both Xbox. It will then automatically work on PC. So if you have an AMD card, it will work over there as well. And you'll also get the Super Resolution when that's uh, released. Yes,
0: yeah, so, I mean, huge boon if they can figure this out. I mean, that would be like an, an across-the-board upgrade to the tech. Um, that would be really exciting to see. And I mean, you know, um, you can probably take it to the bank that it will come shortly um, from the sound of it. You know, I mean, shortly, relatively, right? Next year or two, maybe.
1: Um but yeah i I think it will be i I think it's gonna be probably relatively soon um and jeff was also asked on twitter is this going to come to ps5 he said he doesn't know but he doesn't think it has to and sony's probably working on their own custom solution Mm. that might work on top of the fidelity fx tech um but sony will be looking to do probably their own thing rather than waiting for amd to do the like work on the super resolution interesting yeah either way
0: um exciting to think that there's more power to be wrung out of these consoles yet yeah you know because the tech is so new and and you know we're really we're only scratching the surface of what can really be done with it so far um which is you know always always exciting um and then there was also uh another announcement that
1: i believe it's 12 games
0: are getting an fps boost
1: 13 ea games including like all of the battlefield games yeah um, I think some of the Need for Speeds are, are getting them, and they're being boosted up to 120 frames a second. Right, correct. Which is insane. So I'm looking forward to trying some of these out and and seeing if I can even feel the difference. Like my eyes are so bad, uh, <laughs> I just, just don't tell the difference. Anything above 60 feels great to me. So 120 is lost on me.
0: It is. It is funny. Like I've been having a. Uh, oh, excuse me. I've been having a moment every once in a while with uh, Ghost playing it at 4K 60 where I'm like, this looks like too real. Like, it's like my eyes are like struggling to keep yeah. up with it or something. Um, so I don't, I don't know that I need 120 FPS, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty good. So, uh, jumping over to the Sony side of the fence, um, we have a couple stories. The first one is a follow up from. The last two weeks that we've been talking about uh, Jason Trier's report over at Bloomberg about kind of, you know, what's been going on with Sony and, you know, their attitude towards, you know, their first party AAA development and, you know, kind of where their priorities are lying and everything. And, and one, of, one of the big mm-hmm. um, takeaways from that was kind of what was going on at Sony Bend and that they had um, struggled to get a pitch assembled for Days Gone Too and, you know, amid a bunch of, like, leadership changes and kind of, like, tumultuous um, development of that game that was in development for, like, seven years, I think it was, six or seven years, um, that that essentially Days Gone to would, that Sony would not be going forward with it um, for, for a number of reasons, seemingly.
1: Uh, the update... Even though it was profitable. Yes. They, they, yeah, they decided not to. Um, and I don't know if you saw the interview with uh, John Garvin that was doing the rounds, where he he asked about was asked about this uh, sequel, yeah, and and basically threw it at us and said players shouldn't complain if they if it doesn't get a sequel if they didn't buy it at full fucking price, and it's just like that's not really the, the angle to take as the former writer and creative director. I know he's not at Sony Band anymore, yeah. but man that's like the worst Hank
0: yeah I mean especially because like the I don't know the understanding that I got from Jason's reporting and like the conversation that he had with min max was that like this game wasn't in development and like you know John is kind of making it out to be that like it was and that like you know oh like Sony axed it because you guys didn't buy it or whatever, and Mm -hmm. and like it doesn't really seem like the profit profitability was the problem as much as like they didn't have a solid pitch for it. They didn't have a creative director at that time. They were like cycling through people, and the overall expectations for what a sequel was gonna do was you know middling. Um, And for a game that was not even really like together. That's not that insane, you know, for them to come to that conclusion. But anyway, the the reason we're bringing I, it up and again... Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have something else?
1: I I also kind of feel like the problem with that game was it came out on the heels of The Last of Us 2. And it's sort of like, do we really need two zombie games? I mean, it Germany came out Studios? first. It did, but it wasn't meant to. Yeah. Like the Last of Us 2 got delayed constantly. Um so I don't know. I was I was waiting for The Last of Us. I was like, if I'm playing a zombie game, there's only so many zombie games I can play, and I'm picking the last of us over this one. Plus I'm not a massive fan of horde games.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I, I definitely was um I I think I got caught up in the, the review conversation about it where like when it came out and it was just like all sevens, I was like, eh. I could skip it like I I I was looking forward to it and had been looking forward to it for years and was like you know interested in seeing it come together but I think between seeing so much of it for so long and then like everyone being like "Ah, it's all right I was like "Ah, okay I'll get it eventually and like I have it now and I still haven't played it I'd like to like it's a game I I know I will play eventually but you know I don't know I, I think it's just like uh it's a multifaceted reason why it seems like it's not coming back. Mm-hmm. But either way, uh, the reason we're bringing it up this week is that there's a fan petition that are, um, that's making the rounds that already has 80, almost 80,000 signatures uh, as of um, it being updated today, uh, where people are demanding that Sony um, approve a Days Gone 2 and the uh the petition's organizer said this is, you know, quote, uh there's millions of people who want Sony PlayStation to approve Days Gone 2 and all and I want all the fans to sign this petition. They can't just pull the plug on such an amazing game that ended with a cliffhanger. So, you know, I uh this is an interesting one because it's like stuff like this happens all the time and I think it's easy to Kind of wave it away and be like, yeah, whatever, right? Like, this doesn't matter. But, like, I feel like there's never been a time in history where something like this is
1: more likely to actually work um, than right now. Yeah, especially considering, like, the story we're about to go into where uh, there was a revolt online and Sony changed their mind. <laughs> right. And so, I mean, it's like that, it happens,
0: you know, like, it, it does happen. And, uh, you know, some people take issue with that. Some people don't feel like fans should have that kind of power. Um, but I think when it comes to something like this, like if you feel strongly about Days Gone and want to see a Days Gone too, like put your money
1: where your mouth is. Go sign the petition. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can understand that. I also wonder how many of these people are actually going to spend $60 on that game. Because it's a, it's one thing to click a button on a screen and say, yeah, make sure you, you do Days Gone 2, and it's another thing to talk with your wallet and actually plump down $60 for a game. Yeah, you're right. Or 70 now for a
0: Sony game. You know what, though? You know what, though? I just signed the petition. What's up, Sony Bend? Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go, everybody. Hashtag Days Gone 2. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's jump into our next story uh, that, you know, uh, as Steve said, very related to this one. Uh, Sony has reversed their decision to close the stores on the PS3 and PS Vita, although the PlayStation Portable store will still be closing. So, um,
1: RIPs all the PSP goes. <laughs> I don't know how many... I don't know how many of those are still around that haven't been hacked and aren't playing other things because that's all anyone ever did with a PSP. I like I don't really just run homebrew on the thing. Yeah,
0: like how many PSP games are there that are like exclusive? Like there, I know there are some, but like not that many, right? Like,
1: and they actually started porting a bunch of those to yeah. PS4. Like Medieval Resurrection, um, Loco Roco got ported. Where's, is did Death, a bunch of the good Death ones. Junior
0: did that ever get ported? I remember playing that on the PSP. No idea. It was the first PSP game shown publicly and it was advertised as a killer
1: app according to Wikipedia. Um, And I I do remember that. I like that game a lot. So I also remember when they advertised the GPS attachment and we were going to be able to have maps and things on our PlayStation Portable and the attachment slot that never got used. (laughs) Huh. I'm trying to
0: see if this was ported. It doesn't look like it was. That's that's unacceptable.
1: No, that that's
0: unacceptable that Death Jr. will be lost
1: to the end. Yeah, you can't play it on a PSV either, because the PSP store is closing, so you won't be able to play it there. I could buy it on the Vita, though, right? I don't know how it works. because It says PSP commerce functionality will retire, so I don't know if that means on the PSP, or if all PSP games will be unable to be purchased. Hmm. I don't know. And my my read of that is you can't buy PSP games, PSP commerce. Otherwise, it would just be the PSP store, right? Probably, but I think I could buy it, and then it would just you'd just
0: have it. Like you'd still be good on that regard.
1: Yeah, if you get it
0: before July second, you can download it. Okay, I'll have to go buy Death Junior on my Vita then. Apparently, um. <laughs> So anyway, uh, Jim Ryan made a statement about it. Uh, Of course, uh, president and CEO of of Sony Interactive. And um, he said that upon further reflection, uh, it is clear that we made the wrong decision here. So today I'm happy to say that we will be keeping the PlayStation Store operational for PS3 and PS Vita devices. PSP commerce functionality will retire on July 2nd as planned. So if you want to go buy your copy of Death Jr uh before before that make sure you go on uh, on July before July uh very important but I do think um I think that that, that that this is great like I'm I'm glad to see this this change um I think this speaks to what we were just talking about right the idea that like if gamers make a lot enough stink about this kind of thing that sometimes you can um, see the change that you want to see happen mm-hmm. um, because at the end of the day, it all comes down to the almighty dollar. So uh, if, if they think that there's enough of a reason to, to do this, you know, even just for the good PR, then, you know, that's a move worth doing for them. Um, Jim did uh, give a little bit more context to um, like in terms of some of their like reasoning behind the decision, which was something that we were speculating a lot uh, on a lot about. Um, so I will read this, too. Uh, he said, when we initially came to the decision to end purchasing support for the PS3 and PS Vita, it was born out of a number of factors, including commerce support challenges for older devices and the ability for us to focus more of our resources on newer devices where a majority of our gamers are playing on. We see now that many of you are incredibly passionate about being able to continue purchasing classic games on PS3 and PS Vita for the f- for the foreseeable future. So I'm glad we were able to find a solution to continue operations.
1: So, I mean, obviously I mean, I kind of want to know what the number of factors are like commerce support. I mean, Fair enough. Like, what's that? People requesting refunds and saying that they had problems purchasing it? I'm
0: wondering if it's things like that or if, like, there are, like, issues with games or maybe, like, wanting to bring, like, new forms of, like, uh, payment options to the platform and that's difficult to do because it's old, like, things like that, you know? Um, I'm, I'm wondering if those are the kinds of factors at play. But uh, what... Yeah, I, possibly. What I find a bummer about this is I really just wish that they would like invest the resources to modernizing those stores and just like bringing them all over in line in the way that Xbox has or now like if I want to play fucking blinks the time cat the Xbox original I can just search that on my series X and it comes up and I can download it and I can play it and like it should be that simple you know. And I know that with, like the specifically the PS3 architecture, that's tough because of the cell, fucking processor, whatever the hell. Like I know that there's that.
1: Yeah, but they they have PlayStation now, which was which they've announced just this week is getting 1080p streaming. Why not have that included in the store so you can search for the game and it's like you can't buy this because it's a PS3 game and we don't. I think do you can do that emulation, but. You can, you know, but it's not one unified interface, right? On PS5, you have the tabs. It's like PS Now, PlayStation Plus, PlayStation Store. You're right about the... It's all segmented. You're
0: right about the tabs, but I think if you search for a game that's on PlayStation Now, it, I think it comes up
1: in the search. I might be wrong okay, about well that. Okay, well, that's... that. I mean, if it does, then that works for me. Like, the fact that it can just prompt you to subscribe to PlayStation Now. The one thing I wish they would do is unify PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now and have, like, PlayStation Plus Ultimate or Yeah, because that's the thing where is... Where it is one price. I don't want to pay for PlayStation Now. Like, I don't like the idea of streaming
0: games. It doesn't really work that well. And, like, I don't want to play games that way. Like, I, if that's the only way you can make PS3 games work, like, fine, I guess. Like, I don't really buy that, frankly. Like... There are PlayStation 3 emulators like people are figuring it out. That are really good. Um, so I don't fully buy that. But like I wish that they would just take the make the effort to be like, OK, you know what? People have spoken loud and clear. We don't want to support these platforms anymore. What we're going to do is, you know, we're going to update and modernize the place, the PlayStation store. So that it includes every one of our our platforms. You know, all the whole libraries are there. And, you know, there's a PS3 emulator and a, you know, Vita emulator built into the thing now, or you download them, whatever. I'd even pay for it if you needed to. Fine. Like, and then if you buy one of those games, it loads in the emulator that's native on the thing. And that's how it works, you know, which
1: is exactly how Xbox does it, you know, boots up into Xbox Xbox 360. Yeah. And you can, did you know you can press the, I think it's the two, ch- the cheeseburger and the cheese slices buttons, and it will like bring up the blades mode and you can like view the original um, really? blades. Like, yeah, it, it all comes up in that's there. That's awesome. I love that. I, I feel like it should, I think that's what
0: Sony should just be working towards, you know, and like,
1: hmm.
0: I don't know. I I get that it's easy to not worry about that when you're on top, but, like, it bums me out. Like, I I don't want to see these games get lost to time. Game preservation is something that I really care about, and you know, like, I know that there's not really, and I've made this point before, right? I I think more of us want the option to play these games and we really want to play them. You know? Like, do I really want to play Death Junior again, or do I want to just know that I could? And the reality is I probably just want to know that I could
1: and to some extent yeah but like, I do often find myself going back to those old classics that make me feel good yeah and give me that like nostalgia hit and I uh, you know the Toy Story 2s the cooler worlds that I just go back to and I'm like oh I feel like a kid again yep and and like that's the kind of thing I want to do and if if they take that away I'll never be able to again and I understand that it's unlikely that new players are going to go back and go Oh, I'll try this PSP game. That I totally never played because who is going to do that? Right. But if you had those games and you have nostalgia for it, they should be available for you to purchase if you want to in the future going forward. I
0: agree. And I and ultimately I think it's I think it's as simple as that. You know, um and and I think that like PlayStation's a business, right? The, the all these companies are businesses. I've talked to I say this all the time, right? They don't care about you know, they care about you as much as it affects their bottom line, right? They care about game preservation and all these things as much as it affects their bottom line. But I, I think I think that when you're talking about, like, the business of art, you know, like, you should love the medium. And, like, there should be things that go beyond money. And I think that protecting your legacy and you know, the legacy of your platforms is something that should go beyond the money, at least on some level, Mm -hmm. you know? Not to an insane degree, but like, it's gotta be somebody's job to do this. And when you control the gilded wall, when you have stuff on your platform that only exists on your platform and you paid to make it that way, then it should
1: be your fucking responsibility to make sure that it survives, I think. Yeah, and, and we're giving Sony a hard time here, but Nintendo does absolutely not going to pass for no. that really shitty display. It's awful. They have, they have done the the worst thing imaginable by just removing games from sales this year uh, just because, because they knew it would give them that boost in that financial year and, and give it that false sense of, oh, this is a limited game. And the fact that Virtual Console was there, it was the gold standard of... of 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 this kind of thing you know you could play stuff all the way back to like turbo graphics uh systems that weren't even nintendo systems master system mega drive it was all there and they just binned it off and we got the crappy nintendo switch online service with snes and nes games that's it that's all we've got
0: and and not even all of them (laughs) not even like all of the ones yeah, you could
1: absolutely massive games like Paper Mario is not there, Trigger is not there, all the games that you potentially would really want to play. Fucking earthbound. <laughs> you know, like
0: <laughs> Yeah, where's Mother 3? Yeah, it's it's uh it is frustrating. Um speaking of things that are frustrating, last story of the day, uh very quick one, just a quick opportunity to to laugh at this one last time probably uh if you'll recall late last year we briefly became the uh cyberpunk twenty ninety nine controversy podcast where it was just like every week we were talking about whatever was going on with with uh, c d project red and, and what's going on with cyberpunk. We got some news this week from uh Daniel and med uh who had numbers to offer us about about you know the data on how cyberpunk performed and um I mean, we knew it was a big game, so it's not super surprising, but uh, it's pretty big. Pretty big numbers. So Cyberpunk 2077 sold 13.7 million copies by the end of 2020, which is absurd. Um, the, The Witcher 3 had its second best year in 2020, and it sold over 30 million units to date, which is wild. Uh was
1: is that today or is that in 2020?
0: It says it has sold over 30 million units. I believe that means completely okay. not within that year. I think that would be that would be fucking absurd. Um that would be yeah, ridiculous. And apparently they have next gen console versions for both games um planned to launch in uh in 2021. We'll see how that turns out. Um the breakdown of those units sold, uh 56% were on PC. were on PS4 and 17% were on Xbox one and uh, 73% or 10 million of those copies were digital, which pretty surprising, you know, like, I mean, I guess not considering it is,
1: but yeah, all of those 7.67 million on PC are digital. They didn't do a physical release, Uh,
0: which is pretty interesting. Um, but then there was oh man where's the number I they somebody else had this number of like how many returns they actually did and it was only like 30,000 which I thought was interesting considering how much of a yeah considering how much of a hullabaloo there was about it um, you'd think that
1: I never went through the effort did you No, I, I beat the game I wasn't going to return it I think that would be shitty you know like yeah you know, I, I i gave up it was it was broken it's still broken i've tried again and the police system is just horrendous i've given up with that game i'm waiting for the next gem release where hopefully they fix a bunch of stuff. i just i just think it's really funny that <laughs> i think
0: it's really funny that like it's still not on the playstation store there was like all this controversy and it was like only 30,000
1: refunds. <laughs> Um, yeah, but imagine getting 30,000 support requests coming through to the PlayStation Store staff where there's probably yeah. less than 100 people working in that department and they all of a sudden they've got to deal with this barrage of shit that's coming their way because CD Projekt told people to email the PlayStation Support and didn't clear it with PlayStation Support beforehand. Like, I can understand why Sony reacted in the oh, way yeah. they
0: did. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I found the article... Um, I originally saw Kat Bailey's write-up on IGN, but it it actually, uh, the report originated from Ars Technica and Kyle Orland. so thank you for that, Kyle, Um, and Kat. Uh, And it says that they reported 30,000 refunds and $2.23 million costs to cover its Help Me Refund program. Um, but their latest financial report points out that the total projected cost of the refunds and lost sales is fifty one point two million dollars. Uh, but that is only a fraction of the five hundred and sixty three million dollars in net sales that the company reported.
1: So they lost like ten percent. They've made a they've made a profit on it because the the total budget was three hundred fifteen million. So. They made it a nice sizable chunk of change with the 200 million yeah. difference. Yeah,
0: not bad. Uh, not really much else to say about that. Just I thought it was interesting and kind of funny considering like how much of a story it was versus the reality. And I think the reason <laughs> I wanted to bring it up um, and I think, you know, uh, on some level we're probably even guilty of this in our own reporting on the matter is that um, hey, watch out for hyperbole, folks. You yeah. sometimes things seem like a bigger deal than they are uh yeah not to say that the outrage or anything was necessarily misplaced on some people it obviously was right um some people are insane don't send death threats don't harass people um but yeah thirty thousand is a drop in the bucket of that 13 million and at the end of the day um you know not such a big deal so uh yeah eh, perspective is important so i thought you know we'll end the show this week with a little a little bit of perspective so, uh, you know what, Steve? We landed the plane just over just over an hour. I'm proud
1: of us. I'm proud. I can't believe it. we did cut like six or seven stories. We did. This week was insane for news it just kept going i remember messaging you on i think it was tuesday i was like and it really feels like there's gonna be more coming and it just did not stop it was like story story yeah, story it was
0: so funny because i remember we were talking about it on tuesday and i was like hell of a hell of a week hell of a show this week huh and you're like yeah i'm pretty sure there's gonna be more and i was like uh yeah it's fucking tuesday like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like six days before we record it's definitely gonna be a lot more there has to be uh but anyway um great episode Good work, everybody. We did it, gang. We did it. So uh, if you want to let us know what you thought about this week's show or any of the stories that we discussed, remember, you can write into the show a bunch of ways. You can hit me up at PeteAtLoopPots.com. You can uh, join the Discord and send your questions in the Podcast channel. Uh, you can get it us at us on social media at Loop pots, Wherever we are taking questions, go give one. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, remember, this week we should be streaming a little bit of Emily Is Away, uh, so come tune in to that on Twitch.tv slash pots on Thursday night. Um, we will uh, be there rocking and rolling. So come hang out with us. And then, of course, head over to patreon.com slash lootpodsware for just a buck. You can keep the conversation rolling with me and Steve here this week and listen to us uh, talk about what we'd do if Steve won the lottery. Um, Because I found out they don't don't collect taxes on your lottery winnings in the UK. So that's Mm -hmm. where we're buying all our lottery tickets from now on, gang. All right. (laughs) Uh, So go tune into that. Check it out. Uh, hopefully we'll see you on Thursday and we'll catch you next week for another episode of the podcast. Take care, everybody.